48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Over 40 people from a Kowloon Bay elderly home go into quarantine. The U.S. Health Secretary arrives in Taiwan, and for the second day in a row, the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office issues a strongly worded statement against U.S. sanctions. Health officials say more than 40 residents and staff of the Sage Kayip Home for the Elderly at Kowloon Bay will have to be moved to quarantine. That's after two more people there came down with COVID-19 and another gave a preliminary positive test. The announcement came as Hong Kong reported 72 new infections, including nine imported cases. The infection source is unknown for 24 local cases, including an Indonesian domestic helper. Last month, she stayed at the premises of a Chinwan employment agency with four others. The Center for Health Protection's Chuan Shukwan said everyone should be vigilant. The number of cases is 72. There are at least 24 cases without an identifiable source, including this Indonesian domestic helper. So um, it is a fact that there are a lot of silent carriers in the community. Not only, I think not only the domestic helpers, but also other setters in the community. An 86-year-old man with coronavirus has died at the Prince of Wales Hospital. His was the 52nd death here linked to the pandemic. The hospital authority says it's concerned about the case of a Kwangwa hospital patient who twice tested negative for the virus after being admitted on Monday, only for a third test yesterday to prove positive. Officials called in experts to check the hospital last week due to concerns that the virus had spread in a general ward there. But the authority's chief manager, Lau Kahin, said it was highly unlikely that the latest patient, a 70-year-old man, contracted COVID-19 in hospital. Both the surveillance ward and the ICU have put masking and most of the patient, all the patients were wearing the mask well and there are adequate air change and spacing. There are many reasons that um, we, we cannot find the positive test. First of all, maybe the patient has very low viral load at that time uh, in the early phase of the disease that uh, it may be difficult to detect it. Second of all, it may also involve the sampling method. Uh, also, the sensitivity of the test, many, many, many factors. An NGO is urging the government to ensure that boarding houses for foreign domestic helpers are clean and safe. The call came as the department announced it would offer tests to everyone living in such accommodation after two Indonesian women were diagnosed with the coronavirus last week. Caritas Asian Migrant Workers Social Service Project says the homes provided by employment agencies for helpers who are looking for new jobs are often cramped and poorly ventilated. Man Si Yi, a social worker for the group, says it should set and enforce minimum standards for such homes. While the Labour Department is the licensing authority of employment agencies, we believe that the government has the leading role to monitor the operation of boarding houses as well. So they should carry out regular inspections or even investigations or prosecutions to ensure that the accommodations of these agencies are meeting the standards. The U.S. Health Secretary Alex Azar has arrived in Taiwan in what will be the highest-level American visit to the island in at least six years. The trip has already angered Beijing. The BBC's Michael Bristol reports. China considers Taiwan its own territory and discourages foreign officials visiting the self-governing island. And in the past, Washington has tried to avoid annoying Beijing by not sending official delegations to Taiwan. 
But President Trump has already challenged established protocols in U.S. relations with China in a number of ways. This is the latest. The U.S. said the trip was arranged to discuss Taiwan's success in fighting the coronavirus, but also to recognize the island's democratic values. Taiwan is officially given the cold shoulder by most countries and so is pleased with such a high-profile visit. For the second day in a row, the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office has issued a strongly worded statement against the U.S. sanctions on Hong Kong and mainland officials over the national security law. Priscilla Letton reports. A Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office spokesperson accused the U.S. government of trying to shift the blame for its economic downturn and its mishandling of the COVID-19 crisis, saying Washington was disappointed to see its plan to curb China's development fall into tatters with the implementation of the national security law in Hong Kong. It also praised Chief Executive Carrie Lam and other principal SAR officials for pledging to uphold the noble responsibility of safeguarding national security and for saying they wouldn't be deterred by the sanctions. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. The foreign ministers of the UK, Australia, Canada and New Zealand, along with the US Secretary of State, issued a joint statement on Sunday night, saying they were gravely concerned by the Hong Kong government's unjust disqualification of candidates and disproportionate postponement of Legislative Council elections. Robert Kemp reports. The officials from the nations making up the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance said the moves had undermined the democratic process that had been fundamental to Hong Kong's stability and prosperity. We expressed deep concern at Beijing's imposition of the new national security law, which is eroding the Hong Kong people's fundamental rights and liberties, the statement said. It added that the five countries support the legitimate expectations of the people of Hong Kong to elect legislative council representatives via genuinely free, fair and credible elections. The five officials called for the reinstatement of the 12 disqualified would-be candidates, including incumbent lawmakers Dennis Kwok, Kwok Kaki, Alvin Young and Kenneth Leung. Activists from the League of Social Democrats have protested outside the liaison office over arrangements for the delayed Legislative Council election. They say the National People's Congress Standing Committee is abusing its power after it was asked by the Hong Kong government to decide how LegCo should operate in the next year. The group continued to demonstrate despite being given penalty notices by police for breaching a ban on gatherings. Here's former lawmaker Leung Kwok Hong. According to the basic law, we enjoy the high degree autonomy. Only those uh, affairs relate to the foreign affairs or military operations will be decided by the central government. All the internal affairs, like uh, election, should be decided by Hong Kong people accordingly to the basic law. So we enjoy the freedom of election. So there's no point for anyone on this earth sit above us and make decisions for our electoral arrangement. The mayor of the Japanese city of Nagasaki has urged the government to take more action towards eradicating nuclear weapons, exactly 75 years after a U.S. atomic bomb destroyed the city. The mayor, Tomihisa Taue, was speaking at an event to mark the plutonium bomb attack on the city in August 1945, which killed more than 70,000 people. As with the coronavirus, which we didn't fear until it began spreading in our immediate surroundings, if humanity isn't aware of the threat of nuclear weapons until they're used again, we'll find ourselves in an irrevocable predicament. 
A Grand Council of Elders, or Loya Jirga, in Afghanistan has approved the release of 400 controversial Taliban prisoners, removing a key obstacle to peace talks. The government has already complied with Taliban demands to release about 5,000 other prisoners, but wanted wider consultation on the 400. Many are accused of serious crimes, such as murder, kidnapping and drug trafficking. Here is the BBC's Sekunda Kermani. Afghan officials say uh, they've been given assurances by the Taliban that these talks, these intra-Afghan talks as they're known between the Afghan government and the Taliban will start within three days and that there will be some kind of reduction in violence uh, which will accompany the start of these talks. At the moment, we are waiting for a Taliban statement or Taliban response, but they have in the past said that this, the release of these 400 prisoners is the last hurdle as they see it. So it's hoped that we could see these talks begin as early as this week. World leaders are beginning talks on providing emergency aid for Lebanon following Tuesday's disastrous explosion. President Macron of France will host a video conference. Many Lebanese have blamed the explosion of a vast quantity of ammonium nitrate on what they see as a corrupt and incompetent political establishment. The BBC's Tom Bateman is in Beirut. Well, it needs vast amounts of international aid. It simply can't cope with the scale of this on its own, an infrastructure that was already on its knees well before the blast. I mean, the losses have been estimated at somewhere in the region of $15 billion. But the problem is where the money goes. And everyone you speak to here says they simply don't want the aid going into the hands of their politicians. They believe that their political leaders are a corrupt elite that doesn't have the interests of the country at heart. And to end the news, the top stories again. Over 40 people from a Kowloon Bay elderly home go into quarantine. The U.S. Health Secretary arrives in Taiwan. And for the second day in a row, the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office issues a strongly worded statement against U.S. sanctions. The news from RTHK. And back to the music with a little three dog night. Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a good friend of mine. I never understood a single word he said, but I helped him a drink in the wine. And he always had some mighty fine wine. He said,
The symptoms of COVID-19 can be mild. Don't go to work or school if feeling unwell. Wear a mask and consult a doctor promptly. Ask doctors at accident and emergency departments, general outpatient clinics, private hospitals or clinics for free testing provided by the Department of Health. Return the specimen to a designated collection point or use the door-to-door -door specimen collection service for a fee. Test promptly for early detection. Radio 3. Here's Edwin Starr, War. Come <laughs> here. 